16 points. Look at the Boston players mobbing. Michael Jordan is not only the best basketball player, but he's the most exciting basketball player to ever play. We finds a way. Pumps it in. 3 NBA podcast is powered by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Welcome to another edition, the All-Star Break edition of the Big 3 NBA podcast. I'm your host, Shrop Blakely, and today we have one of my good friends, a great beat writer. Uh, he's been in the game for a minute, but still has his youthfulness. A little scruffy today, but he's still a young, young fella. Uh, Vincent Goodwill Jr. of Yahoo Sports. What's going on, V? I just got a haircut. You saying I'm scruffy? I literally got a haircut to go you to all. It's called a beard. Shit. Yeah, it's you got the beard. beard. See, I, I, me and Vinny go way back to when there was no beard. No matter how hard he tried, it wasn't coming in. Now look at you, look at you, boy. That's a long time. That's a long time ago. It's Dry. been a minute. Long it's time been ago. a minute. Uh, but the All Star break has not has been here. It's been about a minute. Teams finished uh, playing, and uh, the all the records and standings are set for the uh, pre All Star break. Uh, kind of reflection of the season. Celtics are the best overall record in the NBA. They've got a six-game lead over Cleveland in the East. I think they're four games ahead of Minnesota for the best overall record. You you covered a lot of games, a lot of teams this year. What's your take on the Celtics? And what, from your perspective, makes them such a good team? It is so odd to honestly, Sherrod, get a feel on the Celtics. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you because all the metrics and the numbers say that they are far and away the best team in the league. Far and away, let's say top seven as far as their rotation. You put their top seven up against anybody and they're blowing everybody away. They're blowing away the Clippers. They're blowing away the Nuggets. They're blowing everybody away. And then they have these crazy games where they take 45 threes hit 11 of them and you're like okay y'all can, can we get a counter punch today like that sort of thing but when they're good nobody's beating them you know like their b game probably beats everybody else's a minus game i would say you know what i mean so just the versatility charade and the explosiveness i think my doubts are going to look foolish in June, if we come away and I'm in and I'm in Boston sitting with y'all, sitting with y'all in Boston. Having some chowder. Having some chowder. And it's game two of the finals. And I'm like, why didn't I see this coming? Because all the evidence says that they should be here. But it's those little nagging doubts that's that's preventing me from jumping the broom with the Celtics. How about that? See, here's the thing, Vinny. You, you, first of all, you have trust issues, which is another for another podcast for another day. We can get much deeper in detail with that. Uh, but you do have some trust issues. But I understand the place you're coming from with this team because you feel like there's a part of you that doesn't want to get Charlie Brown, where you're running up, running up, you're thinking about the nail it, and the next thing you know, you're flat on your back because they just pull you know the ball right from underneath your feet and all that. So I get that. Uh, the one thing that has been a little bit surprising to me, and, and maybe you can help help me with this one, is that the Celtics, to your point, Vinny, they've had the best record for the majority of this season. They have shown themselves from a win and loss perspective, from a, a analytics data perspective, that they're that team that everyone is gunning for. And typically, when you have that type of consistency, your best player is automatically defaulted into the top five conversation for league MVP. And yet I'm not really hearing and seeing and feeling that Jason Tatum, even though his numbers are strong and he's clearly their best player, 
I'm not really getting the sense that he is in the eyes of many a top five league MVP candidate. I'm just curious. I mean, why do you think that is? Why do you think he hasn't gotten to that level, even though from a stats standpoint, he kind of should be in that conversation, I would think. You, you know what it is, Sherrod? I think part of it is people have last season stuck in their heads. Because I felt like last year he had a case, especially early, especially before Joel Embiid came in and started doing 40-point games and everything else. He really had a strong case for MVP. I think I even wrote like wrote a story about it. And I think that was off of the NBA Finals. Right. And even though they even though they underwhelmed in the NBA Finals, they got over that hump. So last year, the narrative was, or coming into this year, the narrative was, this is the team that got down 3-0 to the Miami Heat and blew a game seven at the crib. Mm -hmm. There was going to be next to nothing that Jason Tatum was going to be able to do from an individual standpoint, even though he got hurt early in that game seven. Right. And he wasn't a big reason for that, <clears throat> excuse me, for that collapse. He's just doesn't, he doesn't have the story right now. It's not about the game. If you think about it, Nikola Jokic, MVP of the finals, finally get over the hump. Shea Gilgis Alexander, he's the hot name and the winner in win shares per 48 minutes, but he's the guy that's been coming. People have seen him rising for the past few years. Who I learned who's on my ballot, he's got a comeback story of sorts. Luka Doncic is always there because he's got the numbers, so it leaves someone like Tatum kind of on the outside looking in in a way. And, and you, I think Benny, you didn't even mention last year's MVP, Joel Embiid, who he's hurt, but still when he's been healthy, he's in a conversation too. Yeah, it, so part of it is it's so much top-heavy, you know, top-heavy talent. The other part of it is, I guarantee you, Sherrod, if the Celtics make it to the finals this year, they don't even have to win. If they make it to the finals this year, Jason Tatum will automatically be vaulted to MVP conversation next year. I just mm -hmm. think it's the taste in people's mouths. And here's the crazy part, Sherrod. We've gotten used to Jason Tatum. It's almost it's almost like the 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 the, the clown at the not the clown but you know the performer at the party doing the magic tricks. All right, you done enough magic tricks. What else you got? You know what I mean. Right, at some point, right. kids get bored, and we've gotten bored with Jason Tatum, even though we haven't awarded him anything. And I think that's the crazy part. Yeah, and 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 you look at the fact that this is his fifth All Star game, and the dude is twenty five. You got some cats in the Hall of Fame who are at that point in terms of number of All Star appearance, and this dude has got a good decade left in him to, to put in some work. Uh, it, and, and it's it's interesting that you, you raise that point because he, he he's like that comfortable meal that you can get at the restaurant anytime that you know it's going to be good. You don't, yep. you don't even got to like ask them to put a little, little hot sauce on this, or make a little extra. You just say, give me that. And you know, it's going to be good. And he, Salmon and mashed potatoes, baby. It's going to, it's going to be filling. It's going to, it's going to be healthy. It's going to be good for you. It's going to be good to you. Right, That's all. right, and it and it don't matter who comes to the restaurant when they order that they all gonna like it, and they gonna hit yep. them all the same, but they all gonna like it. Um, but it it, it gets me to thinking about uh, something else. That's I've I've been liking all season, and things are starting to come together for them. The Minnesota Timberwolves, um, they were the team, and I I think I speak for most of us who follow the NBA. We're wait we were waiting for the shoe to drop. We were waiting for them to hit that four, five, six, seven-game losing streak, eight out of ten, lose, you know, ten out of fourteen, and then they go from being top dog to middle of the pack. And it hasn't happened. Uh, it hasn't happened. And, and Anthony Edwards obviously is a big part of that team's success. But I'm just curious, Vinny. I mean, 
are they the team that you're looking to come out of the West? Who are some of the teams? Because it seems like there's a lot of teams that can make a case for we're going to be the best team to come out of the West. Who are you looking at as we hit the post-All-Star break to kind of emerge <clears throat> as that team out West? It's funny, Sherrod. We talk way more about teams at the bottom of the West playoff picture than the teams at the top. Yeah, We talk like about the, the play-ins. Yeah. We talk about the Lakers. We talk about Golden State. We talk about Phoenix. We talk about those teams and two of those teams, at least two of those teams, we plan each other for the right to play maybe the Minnesota Timberwolves or the Denver Nuggets or whomever winds up being in that first seed. I, Sherrod, have a hard time trusting a team that has never won a playoff series to bounce all the way to the finals. You got to have some real heartbreak. You got to have some real sweat equity in the playoffs. For me, for me, the basketball I grew up watching, the basketball that we're seeing now, you got to have that. Yeah. And part of it is, Sherrod, do we just not trust Carl Anthony Towns? I is, that, is, is that what it is? We just I'm, don't trust I, Carl I, Towns? I'm, I might be the president. Certainly, I'm on the executive board of the I Don't Trust Carl Towns fan club. Um, I love the talent. It's just that, like you, I have trust issues with that particular player. Uh, because I look at the talent, I look at the ability, and then I look at the intangible that we don't talk enough about, which is leadership. He is not that dude. That's why when and... Edwards kind of went into takeover mode of the franchise, Carl mm -hmm. was not pushing back on that. He wasn't tripping. It's just like, look, recognize that I get buckets, I get rebounds, I'm a good player. I'm just not a good player to lead this team. And and your best player sometimes, not that he's the best player, he might be the third best player, to be perfectly honest, behind Rudy and Ant-Man. You don't need your best player to be your leader. That's not always right. the case. Right. But your most talented player, <clears throat> excuse me, your most talented player has to do things besides score. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you said, the intangibles, a seven footer needs to be able to protect the rim, you, like stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That's what gives me trust issues with Carl Towns. But to your original question, are we just saying that the Denver Nuggets are going to be the team that comes out of the West because we don't see anybody else beating that big dude for four games? Because that's what I, you know what I mean? I'm, I, I, I've I been thinking about that. And and I don't know if there's a team that I feel confident slash trust that could beat Denver four out of seven games. Not, I, I feel like, not I feel like, like Jokic, yeah. Jokic is good enough to carry you to victory for two or three. And there's going to be one player on that team that's going to have the game of their life who get them that fourth win. So I, I'm not. Yeah, Jam Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray is going to give you a, 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 one of those Mike Bibby 2002 games. You know oh, what I mean? Wow. Where he just Flashback. <laughs> way, to show, way to show your knowledge of history, V. Okay. Bonus points. I was in high school then. For, for those you who don't know, class, I was not covering the league. You get bonus points for that one, V. You school. might get some bonus points for throwing that one out there. Well done. I, 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 went, I went to the crates. But no. The Clippers are a team that, you know, because we all know Ty Lue and how great of a coach he is. Mm -hmm. If they're healthy, they're going to be a tough out. Mm -hmm. But they don't have anybody to guard that big dude. Like, I don't trust Oklahoma City to win the playoff series because they haven't done it, and Minnesota's in the same boat. Mm -hmm. So I would say between the Clippers and Nuggets, which means I don't trust anybody in the Western Conference, to be perfectly honest. That This is a perfect year. for, And, and again, it's one of the reasons why I think, Vinny, we're still talking – about the Lakers, uh, a team that could basically be literally getting the last ticket to get in the building and could wind up just being, the, the you know, the, the king of the prom. Uh, because one, they've got guys who've been there, done that before. Two, no one has 
firmly cemented themselves as the team to beat out West. And number three, to your point, V, every team that that wins a championship in some way, shape, or form has to go through some hardships to get that. Uh, even when the Celtics won it in 08, and you say, well, you know, they came together and got it all in one year. But that was after Paul Pierce spent more than a decade coming oh so close. That was when Kevin Burnett was inside the basketball Siberia, known as Minnesota. And that was when Ray Ray was a great player, but no one really knew a whole lot about him because he's balling out of the Pacific Northwest before he came to Milwaukee. So those guys went through hardships individually so that when they collectively came together, they didn't need to go through any hardships because they'd been there, done that. At that point, it was about winning that chip. But when you talk about Minnesota and that youth that they got, those they collectively they haven't done much in terms of hardship, uh, and uh, to the point where they've come close but didn't get there. They just sucked. That was their hardship. They didn't have they they weren't in a situation where man we should win this series. Nah, not every playoff series that Ant Man has been a part of, they have been the lower seed. This is the first time they're actually going to have to go into the postseason theoretically with a little bit of pressure to win. Before it was, they were just playing with house money. Now you you coming in there, big you know, big daddy with big checks, big pockets. How you gonna handle that? Uh, same thing. With I don't have I don't have concerns about Ant Man. Oh, I have I, concerns about just, everybody it's, it's, it's else. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ant Man going ball. Yeah, Ant-Man I got con- I, I got concerns about Carl Towns. Mm-hmm. I got concerns about our our French seven footer. The I fact got that concerned. you got to take him off the court, you know you're going to have to take him off the court in certain matchups. I don't know of any other team that's in the top tier where one of their top three players, you automatically go into games knowing that you're going to have to get him off the floor because he does not match up well with any opponent that you play. Um, or, or simply, you have to count on the other four players to compensate mm-hmm. for what Rudy doesn't do. Or basically... Rudy, you got to stay in the paint. So we got to work extra hard on these screens. We got to work extra hard on these switches to make sure that you can stay on the floor because he is so valuable at the rim. Mm-hmm. He is so valuable on both ends of the floor. I don't know in a seven-game series how that holds up. You got to have a masterful coaching staff to do that. And maybe Chris Finch is that guy. But until I see it, I ain't seen it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, Chris Finch, he, he's done a good job this year. And and I, I, I've i been really critical of him because I, I didn't like the way he got the job, to be, be perfectly honest and keep it real. I haven't forgot about David Vanderpool. I have not mm. forgotten about that. Mm. We'll not let that go. Mm. Um, that's that's that that always is always going to rub me the wrong way. But I give Chris props. He's done a really good job with this team. He deserves all the credit, all the praise that Minnesota is getting for how they're playing. Uh, and he, again, he's been a, he's done an exceptional job uh, leading that team. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's right. That's $150 if your bet wins. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel slash Boston and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Massachusetts 21 and over and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com, gamblinghelplinema.org, or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. Um, and when I look at out West, 
and you touched on him earlier, Ty Lue, I just don't feel Ty Lue gets the credit that he deserves as a coach. I mean, this Ty Lue is a really good coach. People forget about little things he's done even before he became a head coach that damn near saved. Like, remember when he was in Cleveland and, oh, uh, my man that got mm-hmm. fired. Um, Flat. Yeah, he was trying to call a timeout and, and when he didn't have any, and Ty Lue literally grabbed him, shielded him from the rest, and they were able to win that game because if that call would have been made and he got the timeout, they would have lost the game. Little things. And they would have gone down 3 1. And they yeah. went down 3 1 in the series against Chicago. I was there. I was courtside that game, and I'm like, this what clown's is calling a timeout. No. Right. Look, I, Sherrod, you know my theory on coaches. There's about five or six good ones. Five or six bad ones and a bunch of dudes in the middle. Right. Ty Lue and Eric Spolster are the two best coaches in basketball, yeah. and yeah. it ain't close. Yeah. And I, I Ty, Ty Lue might be actually better, theoretically. He might actually be better than Spo. He just hasn't gotten back to the finals yeah. since the LeBron James stuff. I'm I'm, I'm kind of leaning on, in, on Spo. I got my needle on Spo right now, but Ty Ty, it, it, put it this way: if this team can get to the NBA Finals, I might put him and him and, and Spo in a, a bit of a toss. But Spo does so much with so little mm-hmm. consistently. Uh, and and they, and they, again, Miami, no matter who they have on the roster, even if it's like a guy like Duncan Robinson, who's nothing but a jump shooter, he played with a little bit edge for a jump shooter. Uh, the way he tried to get in Jalen Jalen. Oh, oh, that was that that was a spicy. That was spicy. <laughs> that was spicy. spicy. I like that. that it was spicy on both sides. He was like, "You not, you not like that." I was like, right. "Buddy, so what if you dudes are fighters?" Nah, nah. And but the thing about Jalen, I, I, Jalen always makes me nervous because I, I, I have this feeling that the one time he lets loose, he's gonna let loose decades of pent up frustration and anger that mess around and get him like suspended for like damn near half the season if you get into it. Um. But he will no, no one will ever be like an Isaiah Stewart. Let's put it that way. Wow, do we have to go there? Listen, I love Stewie. I love me some. I, and so I and, the, and so do the Celtics. The Celtics love Stewie. You, yes, yes, yes. They do. They do. I, look, you got to have a, every every great team has to have a crazy person. You got to have one. Look, and just because here's my thing, Sharad. Let me talk about. Let me detour for a quick second. All right, Sharad. If you're faced face and nose to nose with somebody is that a sucker punch or did you just get punched right or, or you just got punched sucker <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's the sucker punch you just got punched sucker um <laughs> listen man Isaiah, say what you want about what happened in phoenix but man look i i want that dude on my team um I want that because here's the thing about it. And, and Vinny, we, we've been in the game long enough to know that the deeper you get into the playoffs, the grimier it gets. You need yes. someone who you ain't got to worry about. If if things go sideways and you just got to go all out, you ain't got to worry about them handling business. That's why the Celtics went out and got Xavier Tillman. I mean, he's 6'9", 260 every day, and he don't mind letting you know I'm 6'9", 260 every day. You need ruffians. You, yes. you, 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 need, you need some dudes who are unafraid to get their hands dirty. Right. As much as as much as this league has turned into a pretty shooting exhibition, you ain't getting to June unless you got some dudes who are willing to get their elbows and willing and willing to take a couple hits. I don't right. care where this game evolves into. If that part look, Sherrod, the day I'll stop covering this league is the day those guys are no longer in it. 
Because I don't want to just see a bunch of Stephen Curry's yeah. out there. Like, yeah. I need a mix of everything that the game has well, to offer. Yeah. I mean, as much as Steph Curry's, Clay Thompson's, Tatum's, and, and all them cats mean to the league, I need a Draymond Green. Um, as crazy as he is and as problematic as he and, and as much as he does need a little bit of help, uh, and he's got and he got some he problematic got some is the word. You said it. Problematic the edge, is the word. The yes. edge that he brings to the game. I need that. I absolutely need that because as great as this this you know uh, Golden State dynasty has been, it is not a dynasty without Draymond Green. I don't care what you because the thing that we've learned about the NBA is if you've got a team full of great shooters and shot makers, you can go only so far. Remember all those teams mm-hmm. that Don Nelson used to have back in the day? I love watching them play because they would get buckets. Everyone is, but then you get to the playoffs, they lose a series four two because they're giving up layups left and right, or they. Or they have a stretch where they're not making shots and they have nothing to counterbalance that. They don't have anyone at edge, no one that can play defense. And the Draymond Greens, the Tillmans, you know, the Isaiah Stewart's, they're not the best players in the world, but that's all right. They have certain skills and strengths that every team could benefit from, particularly when you get uh, into the playoffs. Um uh, Vinny, before we go any further, just wanted to make sure I give a shout out to our good friends at FanDuel, the official uh, partner of the CLNS Media Group and a good friend of us here at the uh, Big Three NBA Podcast. Uh, right now, uh, they've got a special going. Go to FanDuel.com slash Boston. And for new customers, you get $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Uh, that's uh, fanduel.com slash Boston uh, and check them out. Benny, I wanted to talk to you about You gotta Colts. pay them bills, I like it. And you know this, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, just what are you expecting to see after the break? I mean, the Celtics have been the, the, the kind of the team everyone's chasing, but there's some other teams that are doing some good things. You got Cleveland, you know, they, they, they've won like nine of the last ten, uh, so they're starting to come on a little bit that things are still real tight out West. What are you expecting to see uh, as we hit the home stretch here? You know what? In the West, like everything is siloed. Like looking at the standings, they're they're the top four teams. OKC, the Clippers, Minnesota, and Denver. They're all separated by a game. And then you got the next cluster, which is New Orleans, Phoenix, and Sacramento. They're Mm -hmm. separated by like a game. And then you got like the Lakers and Dallas and all, you know what I mean? Like everything is so siloed. So it's individual races within that. It's going to be the battle for home court advantage. And do you want home court advantage? How bad do you want that, that first or second seed? Because mm-hmm. if you get the first or second seed, Sherrod, you might have to see the Lakers or you might have to see Stephen Curry. Do you want to, do you want that stress in your life? Or do right. you want to get to that third seed where you might have to see Kevin Durant? You know, like literally, there's no easy answer anyway. But out east, my question is going to be, where is Philadelphia going to land? Right. If Joel Embiid comes back this season after this surgery that they're calling a procedure and all this other nonsense, right? What if Philly falls to the play-in? If Philly falls to the play-in and they're on that Boston line, right? And we know Boston is is their bully. But do you do you want to see a nothing to lose Joel Embiid in the playoff series you know what listen you you if you're the Celtics you you're not intimidated afraid or concerned about Philadelphia but you don't want to see them right out the gate you know you you you, you you're cool with seeing them in the second round because by the start of the second round you don't lathered up you got your you, you got your stretch on you ready to roll 
and they're probably going to have a tough, hard-fought first-round series if you're seeing them in the second round. But to see them right out the gate, um, I don't think you want that smoke if you're Boston. I, no, I really and, and here's the other part. They're going to have the top seed locked up for so long. As yeah. much as Cleveland is coming, right? Boston's not going to, like, pare it down. Like, that don't, I don't think that's how Joe Mazzulli gets down, right? Right. But there's an intensity that you lose if you are six games up. Yeah. And you have to make sure everybody's healthy. And we got the Porzingis thing that, to worry about. Right. So you're not going to be playing high-intensity level basketball probably for the last three or four weeks of the season. Like, they're going to be that far in ahead of everybody. And then you got to ramp it up in the first round of the playoffs. Right. Maybe to see Joel Embiid. Like, don't get me wrong. If you see Chicago or Atlanta or one of those other teams, you can ease your way into it. That's like that's that's like high-intensity practice when you see them squads. That's not it's, – it's officially a playoff game, but it's really more like kind of a – you know, this is an intense practice that we're going to go through this this week, fellas. So, so, so yeah, you don't want to have to jump right into the deep end. As much as you have Joel Embiid's number and Joel Embiid has not shown up in the playoffs like he's supposed to, you don't want to be the person that he breaks the streak against. No. And because you are one of those teams – I think I looked up the numbers, Sharad. When they win, they shoot 42 from three. When they lose, they shoot 31. That's a wide variance for the it Celtics is. in the playoffs when shooting does not always carry. It doesn't always travel. Right. You better like luckily for them, they got other things in their bag. But man, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to have that first round matchup. No, nah, you, you you definitely don't want that. And, and Philly is, is definitely a team that there's there's a lot of concerns and question marks about not only where they're going to land, but just how they're going to get there. Uh, who's going to be healthy enough to, to lead them? And is, is someone besides Maxi and um, and Joel going to step up for them? But as as much as as I think there are legitimate questions about them, I think they're just even there are even more questions about the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, who <laughs> ever since they made the 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 coaching switch, which at the time they had the third best record in the NBA, uh, mm -hmm. they've gone three and seven under Doc Rivers. Mm -hmm. How concerned are you about them? Getting it right. Because there's got to be a part of me that's thinking that A.G. Griffin looking back thinking like, get rid of this. This is what you, this is what you get. This is what you get. You, This is what you get. Um, do you think they're going to figure it out? Or do you think that this this might be, an, they might have issues going forward, not only in the regular season, but also in the playoffs? Figure it out to what degree are mm. you asking? You know what I mean? Are, are you asking me? Can they get this to the NBA Finals? Can. They can. Do I see it? I'm not sure what I see when I see them. Now, the bad part about this is, yes, the three and seven record with Doc, but there's no training camp. There's no way for him to come in and really implement his sets and mm -hmm. get to know guys and everything else. The good news is, in part, they've played a really tough schedule and their defense has gotten better. They just don't know each other at this point. Coaches the players and players the players. That is the one good team in the league that I think we can call them a good team, Sherrod, that does not have an identity. The good news is you can find one. The bad news is why the hell don't you have one? See, that's kind of my point. Giannis is your best player. Giannis, by all accounts, was a big part of them making a coaching change. So if that's, in fact, the case, then you should kind of have some idea of how you want to play, how you want to be as a team. Are you going to be a defense first team? Are you going to be a shot chucking team? Figure out who the hell you are. Uh, and it doesn't seem like they've done that. And I, and, and I, I hate picking on Hall of Famers, guys who I know are going to be 
Hall of Famers. Oh, who you who but, you putting on the, who you putting on the screen? But Dame Willard, if we're if we're being <laughs> honest, <laughs> if we're <laughs> being real, when people talk about, oh yeah, you know, he'll go to Milwaukee, they're much more of a defensive-minded team than what he was with in Portland, and he'll just figure it out, fellas, ladies, people out there, the dude has been in the game for a decade and some change. Newsflash, he ain't changing. He may have changed zip codes but he has not changed the code that he lives by as a player he is a shot taker shot maker defense optional always has been always will be will be and there's nothing none of doc rivers you know jedi mind tricks is going to change that and that to me is why if i had to look at the teams right now who are list top four in each of the conference and i had you said pick one team that you think can get bounced in the first round i'm picking milwaukee I'm picking them because they are the one team that, to your point, Vinny, we don't really know who they are. We don't know what kind of team they're. We, we they don't have an identity, and bringing a coach in midstream only muddies the waters even more. This was the issue well, that Adrian Griffin had when he first took the job. What kind of team are you going to have? And when you, it seemed like they were sort of kind of figuring out who they were, but Giannis and Dame and or Dame wasn't feeling Adrian, and so they said we need to make a change. And you still have the same issues. I've never heard of a a team with a really good coach from like weeks into the season. Like if you start hearing these things like two or three weeks into the season, like right. Griff ain't gonna last a year. I'm like, what the hell is going on? They're there? winning games and they're figuring this stuff out. So it's a, I, I do think it was a lot there. I think it was beyond Giannis and Dame. I, I think a lot of people wanted him out, right? Okay, cool. But now the responsibility is on you. And you've in right. one, Sherrod, you have intimate knowledge because you are in Boston with Drew Holiday. So you can see the Drew Holiday effect. And you've covered Doc Rivers in all his movies, good, bad, and indifferent. Right? Part of Doc, I think, gets a bad rap, right? Three one Doc Rivers. Sherrod, you covered that Orlando. I, was, I, I saw it up close when they were up three one in or when he was in Orlando against the Pistons. Who was that sec who was that team's second best player? I couldn't even was, tell you. Exactly. It was T-Mac and, and, and the T-Mac ads. There, there was no, like some of those 3-1 leads, you say, oh, he had no business losing. I tell you, he had no business being up 3-1 in some of those series. Right. And it just, and the law of averages just turned back around. But the thing about Doc that you cannot deny is sometimes those teams fall spectacularly. And that's where he might be the common denominator. And because Milwaukee fell spectacularly on its face this time last year, last, last April to Miami, you have to wonder how much scar tissue was there with the team. You have to wonder how much scar tissue was there with Doc Rivers as an individual. And Dame Lillard, for the playoff moments that he's had, he's gotten to the conference finals one time in his career mm. and, got, and got swept out by the Golden State Warriors minus Kevin Durant in that series. Mm. So you, you have a lot of – I still have a lot of questions. I think they can get there. I think they can get to the finals. I think they could. They they waxed the Milwaukee. I mean, uh, they waxed Boston yeah. on a TNT game that had uh, our buddy Joe Mazzula running, running you and me out there in the second half because he was so fed up with his starters. Yeah. yeah. When, when, Joe, when Joe took the entire crew and said, look, you, 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 y'all done. Get in there. Yeah. He 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 basically said y'all 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 done for the day y'all done yeah, for y'all 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 trash tonight we 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 I'm t I'm taking out the trash so come on over here y'all done tonight. But Milwaukee was the team that put the screws to them in that game. Mm -hmm. They can do that. The problem is you can't pinpoint 
their strengths in a way that you can rely on something from a night to night basis. If right. nothing else, Sherrod, you can pick out every team in, in every good team and say, this is what I know I can count on on a nightly basis. And you can't do that with the Bucks, at least not to this point. No, no, the, the Bucks, they, they are, they, to me, they're, they're one of those teams that, that amplify um, one of your shortcomings, which is trust. Uh, your trust issues are amplified when I see the Milwaukee Bucks. And now you're tr triggering my own uh, distrust issues as well, which I, I'm not particularly proud of, but it's real. Because uh, the more I think about a lot of these teams, the more I just don't trust them. So I, I you and I, we, we are definitely on the Do same you trust Doc? What's that? Do you trust Doc? I trust Doc's mojo Jedi mind tricks can work. I don't know if they're going to work on this team. Um, I, I, I see this team with a lot of old dogs who are like, we've kind of been there, done that. We got a chip too, Doc. You ain't the only one that comes into the building with a chip. Uh, and so it's like, I'm not sure he can gain their trust to the point where they're willing to invest in the way that they need to. Uh, they know what they need to do, but I don't, I'm not sure they're willing to do it because th there's a certain fat and happy dynamic that they got mm -hmm. going on because they mm -hmm. want a chip. Dame is the one who you would think would have an edge and be willing to make the sacrifices and all. But Dame is pretty much playing Dame's game in Milwaukee. And I don't see him changing that at all. Uh, it's gotten him this far. It's made him a ton of money. Uh, but it also, in a lot of ways, shows that he's just not maybe ready to be a champion. Like, he, he's a champion in life, maybe, but he ain't a champion on the court. Um, mm. I look at him as, I mean, to me, when Dame leaves, Trey Young will, will, will take that mantle. Trey Young will be like Dame Lillard 2.0. A really good player, all-star caliber talent, uh, never win anything mm. beyond just, mm. you know, fandom. That's mm. it. So, I mean, I mean, trade this year, 20 and 10 every night. He's his team. But, you, but, you, but you don't think he, yeah, but you don't think Dame, I mean, you don't think Trey ever impacts winning. No, no, I don't. I don't. They had the one great, they had the one really good season uh, where it got to the conference finals. But you go back and look at that series. They got so many fluky breaks along the way that you, you can't, you can't build around that. Against uh, Doc Rivers. Right. So I, I I'm no I'm 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 I like Trey as a player, I just don't think he's gonna. I'm win. with you on that. No, I'm I'm definitely with you on. I don't know what Trey Young is if he's your best player. Right. I don't know I don't know what how far you're going as a team if he's playing the way that he's playing, and you see all these numbers. Oh, he's the youngest with 25 and 10 assists, and all. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? He's also got the worst record. Uh, his team has the worst record of all the All Star players at the All Star game. They're, they're they're like they're like eleven games below five hundred. They are the he play he's the best player on the worst team represented at All Star Weekend. So take that's that for what it's worth. That's a bar. Um, but but that's it, the kids but, say, Sherrod, that's a bar. Exactly, exactly. But this listen, man, this this is as, as, as this was really good, Vinny. Uh, we keep going on. We're gonna we're gonna have to have another podcast. We talk about our trust issues because we definitely each have some trust issues. Uh, yours are a little deeper than mine, but that's a, again another day, another podcast. But listen, Vincent Goodwill Jr., mm -hmm. thank you so much for coming out, man. I'm this catching all these strays for All-Star Weekend. All-Star strays. That's what yes, I'm catching. Yes, exactly. The ASS, you're getting All-Star strays. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Vincent Goodwill, Yahoo Sports, thanks for coming on to the podcast, brother. I appreciate you as always, man.